This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. about this but I have this vision of God being like an air traffic controller in the sky he is able with one glance to not only see where every person is in present time but where we all need to be to fulfill his purpose in the earth and of course since Isaiah 46 10 says he knows the end from the beginning that means whatever he does at Every given moment is always with the end in view. And when you consider that all of history is a story that leads to an end that has already been written, it stands to reason that when we are yielded to him, we will be positioned according to his will to take our place on the timeline which is leading to the consummation of the age. Now, it's true that we don't hear people talk much anymore about the return of the Lord, but the fact is, He really is coming back soon, and we should be looking for Him every single day. But there are things that must and will take place before that day comes in order to set the stage, and all of us have a part to play in the unfolding of this epic drama that leads to the return of the king. Here's the thing. Since we don't always think like God thinks and see things the way he sees them, some of the necessary movements that need to take place in our lives may not always make sense. In Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. And if we're not careful, we can be found to be fighting against God. That is absolutely never a place that we want to be. What made me think about all of this this week was the story of Israel becoming a nation. There's been a great deal of activity in the nation of Israel in recent weeks. And no matter what the newsreel says, I'm just saying Israel is not just a place on a map, but a people who belong to God. And if you are ever confused about the end of their story and how it will turn out, all you need to do is read the Bible. Period. I don't care what anyone says or what anything looks like, that is a story that already has an end. Anyway, I was reading about the whole history of that nation of people and how they came to be. And of course, the story is told in Genesis, but Stephen's defense in Acts chapter 7 just brilliantly tells the whole story in 50 verses, from the promise God made to Abraham 
all the way through their captivity in Egypt, their deliverance and possession of the promised land, and then, of course, their formation as a nation. But as I was reading the story, I couldn't help but to think about the pivotal role that Joseph played in that whole drama. So, you know the story. Abraham gets a promise from God. He finally has the son that he was promised, which is Isaac, who gave birth to Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. And he, of course, had 12 sons who would become the heads of the 12 tribes. And one of those sons, Joseph, has two dreams. Now, I'm not sure about you, but most of us are not able to control or dictate our dreams. We go to sleep. We see pictures in our unconscious mind. And that's what happened to Joseph. Now, I've heard many people say that Joseph told his brother and his parents about his dreams because he was prideful. I'm not sure if I've ever actually read that in the Bible, but I have certainly heard it. I did read that his brothers hated him because he was his father's favorite. But whatever made him tell it, the outcome was not good. <laughs> or at least it did not seem to be. The brothers were so angry that they first throw him down into an empty cistern. After that, they sold him to some traders for 20 pieces of silver, and those traders took him to Egypt. Then those same traders sold him again to one of Pharaoh's officers, Potiphar. Now keep in mind, when all of this happens, this kid is not even 20 years old, and he is a Hebrew slave in the house of this Egyptian officer. But God did favor him and make him a success in everything that he did. So here's this handsome young buck who has the hand of the Lord upon him, and it's evident to everyone who sees him. And the wife of his master decides she wants to shake it up. And when he refuses and literally runs out of his clothes, the wife is furious, lies on him to her husband, and now he gets thrown into prison. Still, the Lord favored him and extended kindness to him, but he was still in prison and as yet had done nothing wrong. Now, while he's in prison, there's two guys in there with him that also have some dreams. And Joseph interprets the dreams. And one of those two who was released shortly thereafter forgot all about him until two whole years later. Pharaoh had a dream that troubled him, and then this former prisoner re remembered the guy he was in prison with, who was Joseph. They call Joseph from the prison, he interprets Pharaoh's dream, and he's elevated again, this time, and made ruler in Egypt. Now, one might say, at this point, that Joseph had it pretty good. He was, after all, a ruler in the whole nation. He did have a family of his own but he was completely and totally estranged from his entire family. And even though he had been elevated, it did not come without a cost. Joseph is now in his late 30s when famine covers the whole earth. And in Genesis 37 through 45, we read the amazing story of how the whole family got down into Egypt. 400 years later, they had grown from a family of 70 to well over a million 
God raises up a deliverer, Moses, to usher them out into freedom and into their promise. So all of that, a 17-year-old kid has to go through just to shift his family into place where they would grow into the millions and be established into a nation as God had promised generations before. Now, I cannot imagine at the time when Joseph was in bondage that he could have ever thought or considered the pivotal role he would play in the history of a nation, all because of a dream. And while in our natural minds, at least in mine, it certainly seems unfair that he would have to go through such an episode. Still, God's way is always perfect and it always brings him glory. And sometimes we even get favor just for yielding to him in it. So what's the point of all this? Here's the thing. There is a shifting that is taking place right now for the people of God. And God is strategically positioning those that are yielded and surrendered to him in this hour according to his plan. So think it not strange if you feel him drawing you or directing you in a manner that does not seem to make sense. Just make sure you seek him earnestly and ask him for assurances that you are where you are supposed to be and where he wants you to be. You will not likely see the entire roadmap of the journey ahead, but just as long as you can see the next white line in the road ahead of you and you follow it, you can rest in peace and certainty that you are in sync with his plan. I'm telling you, family, this is an exciting time to be in him, but it will also be a time of walking on paths that you have never been on before. I want to encourage you, be strong, be courageous, and keep your ear to his heart so that you can hear him clearly and know the next step for you to take. And while you're waiting for your orders, you know what to do. Take every opportunity you have to live boldly every day out loud.